This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. You're listening to Miratombele on Power 98.7. Thank you very much to the news teams. The time is 10.37. Hey, action, what does it mean? It means to keep moving, maintain the momentum, get things done. And I think it's the basic proposition of Action South Africa, Action SA, a relatively new political organization on the scene. But uh, having gauged public sentiment in the local government elections where they didn't do too badly, I think they've developed the stamina for the big leagues, some people say, and they're getting ready to contest national elections in 2024. So this past weekend, Action SA officially launched their party manifesto uh, in Hamanskral and uh, put forward education, immigration, crime prevention and economic transformation as key pillars of their campaign. What do they stand for? We're going behind the party line with none other than the Action SA president himself, Dr. Herman Mashaba. Good morning. Good morning, Lerato, and thank you so much uh, for inviting me. And I think, I, can I just really correct something where you said yeah. in 2021 we didn't do badly. <laughs> we did exceptionally well. We, we we disrupted the political landscape in South Africa, contesting okay. six municipalities emerging as the sixth biggest political party in the country. I mean, there you can't say they didn't do badly. We did exceptionally well. the trouble somebody wants to blow their own horn. They don't even give you a chance <laughs> to help them do it. So I was nearly just going to quote for you an Ipsos poll, which came out last week. And I know it's a poll and we should be careful about polls, but... That Ipsos poll was just quite revealing in that it said if South Africans went to an election today, the ANC would win with a simple majority, but they'd win. But what it would show, even if it's a victory, is a decline of eight points for them. Second would be the DA. They would come in second, but also with fewer numbers. Third would be the EFF, but they would have gained about six points. And fourth would be Action SA also having gained points. And I find that intriguing. Granted, notwithstanding, it's a poll. But if a poll is saying that in South Africa right now, Action SA is perhaps the fourth largest political formation, those are huge strides. Well, without any doubt, but uh, I can tell you uh, those uh, polls, look at uh, the very same company's polls uh, just before election, uh, the 2021 election. Yeah. You remember they, they said if, if uh, Action SA gets uh, seats uh, in Johannesburg, mm. maximum they'll get is three if they're lucky, mm. 20 and Igurulene and, uh, nothing. How many seats do we have in Johannesburg? 44. Mm-hmm. We've got 19 in Twani. We've got 15 in Ukurulene. Wow. People don't know. Are you aware, Lerato, uh, after the 2021 local government election, Action SA attained roughly 11% of mm-hmm. the entire Gauteng. Out of nine, prov- uh, nine Gauteng has got nine municipalities. We only contested three. But uh, we emerged uh, with uh, just un- uh, roughly 11% of Gauteng. Okay. So, and a one-year-old party contesting as a logo, because unfortunately people have got short memories. They yeah. don't, they, you know what happens uh, the, the yeah. three weeks before the election? IEC decides uh, not, okay. to, they yeah. refuse to put our name on. Yeah. So I think this is just to really put things in, in context, not really blowing one's, uh, the no, whole, it, it, this affects not polls, not research.
You in fact, I, I always tell people, you know, in the 40 years of being in business, uh, projects where I lost money in business, and I'm a, I'm a capitalist, I mm. love, love making money. Any time, I'm, tell, I'm telling you, any project that I've ever lost money on, that's where I allowed our marketing and salespeople to use research as the only determinant. Yeah. Okay, but in any case, we do need some data, and the data yeah, no, tells us. Absolutely. And the data tells us you are growing as a movement. Um, you have reach, and the question is, what makes you appealing? That eleven percent you got contesting only as a logo, not a face, um, with a very new kind of message. What is it about the message that has resonance, or certainly had resonance with? residents in Gauteng and do you think can carry over into the rest of the country? I think, uh, you know, to be honest with you, when uh, I announced my resignation as a mayor of the city of Johannesburg, mm-hmm. uh, after coming to knowledge that the ANC and DA were planning to have a motion of no confidence against mm-hmm. me, all of a sudden, the whole country stood up in arms and says, Mashaba, start your own political party. Yeah. I did not honestly realize that three years I served as a, as a mayor made an impression, not okay. only for people of Gauteng, yeah. people of the entire country. Why? I think if I look at it, it's because of fighting corruption. I wasn't just talking about corruption. I was fighting. I established a group forensic in the city of Johannesburg, got specialized guys who were sidelined by our criminal justice system. The the, the uh, GFIS was led by General Subia. And as counsel, we gave him the resources to attract other professional um, mm. the guys coming from the Scorpions to lead that. In the three years, 34 billion rands of fraud and corruption cases. 34 okay. billion rands. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's scary. So and in the city of Johannesburg alone. And, and, uh, and I introduced a project uh, called RSABC in cleaning the city of Johannesburg, asking the residents, because I, I was so open with the residents, because one of the first things I did when I took over the city of Johannesburg was to do an analysis of our um, infrastructure, the backlog discovered 170 billion rents of infrastructure backlog and we only had 8 billion rents to address this. So I then said to the residents, please, can we work together? Yeah. Only we, as a city, we only got 8 billion rents to in, address infrastructure. Can we help uh, to clean up uh, our areas once a month or so on a voluntary mm. basis? That's something probably must have resonated. Mm. I fought to really reclaim our city from, from criminal elements. Remember, I was called names and and everything but fortunately enough i had the okay. constitution of the republic of south africa right. on my side so th- probably these are just really some of the things i insourced security and cleaners who were exploited by this tender uh, uh, princess i fought for them to make sure that uh, i can give them okay. dignity so you so so some of the interventions at um shall we say at a micro johannesburg level you are now amplifying them at a macro national country level. Let's talk about your campaign launch in your hometown of Hamanskral uh, this past weekend. Lots of things were said, but if I had to synthesize it for our listeners, I'd say you spoke to the state of the economy. You spoke to issues of 
um, social justice, you spoke to the education system, crime and immigration. Would that be a fair sort of summation I think it's, of it's, what it's are a, it's the It's fair because obviously you do not really be able to really cover yeah. everything, but these are the real key issues that can really save and fix South Africa right. because we are about fixing South Africa. All right. So the economic crisis, the first thing you said is solve the economy, stimulate the economy. We've got to get rid of broad-based black economic empowerment. We've got to sort out uh, the electricity problems, introduce reforms, liberalize generation and supply. So energy as a catalyst and BEE as a counter force. Why do you say that? Well, I think let me first start really make it really very clear. For us as Section SA, we are unapologetic about uh, redress. Black people, we are not poor because uh, we want to be poor. We are poor because of many years of colonialism, apartheid, and ANC's uh, 30 years. That's what made us, uh, uh, us as black people poor. So we are saying we want the redress for black people. But we cannot uh, be expected to run a failed uh, uh, policy of the ANC that has created oligarchs. So we want ordinary people of Haramuz where I was born or people of Soweto where my family and my fellow South Africans live being Google to and so forth. What we are saying is a section SA for 30, if given the mandate to be government, we want to start what we call an inclusive economic empowerment where we come out with a fund instead of money going to heaven and and so forth making people billionaires. What we want we want business to contribute to compulsory contribute to what we call an opportunity fund opportunity fund run by professional south africans to ensure that um people of uh, Soweto, people of Amanskral, they get professional, proper uh, schools. Black entrepreneurs uh, don't have to really uh, be subjected to what I was subjected to. Well, you know, in 1984, when, when I got the funding for Black Like Me, you know what funding I got? P- people just don't believe this when I tell them. That's why my uh, my st- uh, story it's such is used by so many business schools all over the world. I got funding at Prime Plus ten, you are you in yeah. financial analyst. Prime true. plus okay. ten, very and then I had money. to give the funder, all Tadube, who I respect, I had to give twenty five percent shares. Ah, that's usual. <laughs> twenty, you know, imagine I had to, and uh, and I had to pay, um, uh, the, 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 the repay the loan from right. the first, uh, from the second month, from February uh, after getting the money. I was lucky, not just lucky, actually. I worked hard because I demonstrated that I was going to do it. I paid back in in seven months. But that's why we want to start this this fund, which must give black entrepreneurs in the townships, in the villages, in the informal settlement, give them give them loans at preferential rates. I want I want us just to break this down uh, simplistically. So what you're saying is. You want to do away with black economic empowerment, broad-based empowerment, because you see it uh, enriching a few, the oligarchs, a handful of billionaires. It's not trickling down. Mm. And is that, and you know, they call it broad-based black economic empowerment. So it's not just about equity. It's also about affirmative action inside the workplace, employment equity, fair remuneration. It's got many tiers to it. In fact, Lerato, if if you look at it, it started as B. And every time they add a, a, a B, <laughs> it, it got worse. 
I mean, right now it's completely gone out of out of, out of hand. That's why people go into politics and join the ANC so that they can benefit mm-hmm. out of, out of this corrupt system. And people expect us as Action SA to adopt uh, this uh, failed uh, policy. What we are saying is we want to come out with an inclusive uh, okay. uh, economic policy uh, where po- businesses are forced uh, for thirty years uh, to to contribute to an okay. opportunity fund that must r- be run. By 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 the private by by private individuals and not only report to us as a party. They must report to parliament on a yearly basis. Okay. Tell us how much they've collected, how many schools, how many businesses they funded, right. how many hospitals, clinics they've uh, they've right. uh, built in 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 the black communities. Right. So what I'm hearing from you, and you must correct me if I'm wrong, is you want to do away with BEE. But you're not doing away with a policy of transformation. No, you're saying, not you're saying the platform that is, not that is BEE is not working. Yes. You need another platform. BEE, so, uh, uh, I'm sure you must have interviewed uh, a lot of ANC people that will tell you it's a good policy, but uh, the difficulty is implementation. And what kind of nonsense is that? That if you have a policy that cannot be implemented, how can that policy okay. be good? So I want us to be clear. So you're introducing, you say, scrap BEE, let's find another transformation uh, tool and you're introducing uh, an opportunity fund which kind of works on a wealth tax is what I'm hearing you say. Absolutely. And you're going to set up a structure almost like a sovereign wealth fund mm. and all those taxes and they're going to come in and then they're going to help SMMEs in a different way in which in, banks in, in the, can do. And uh, black people. And they're like, going to build yeah, schools. Build schools, clinics, and fund and the, and, businesses. And then they're going to help stimulate a kind of a township economy. Absolutely. That's we what you'd unapolo- rather see. We are unapologetic about this. To make sure that uh, to our kids that wants to become engineers, uh, accountants, and so forth, to, they don't have to really battle. Okay. We, we fund uh, the, those kids uh, to make sure that in 30 years' time, every township, every village, uh, there's, right. a, there's an accountant, there's an engineer right. coming out of this You know, Desmond Tutu, in the early days of democracy, proposed the idea of a wealth tax. It didn't go down well with corporate essay. So why would it go down well this time around? It's not about uh, corporate uh, South Africa. So corporate South Africa worked with the ANC to corrupt our nation. So we we're not interested uh, in in pleasing anyone. We want to do what is best for South okay. Africa. So if South Africans uh, give us the mandate, this is not negotiable. Uh, this right. is it's a mandatory uh, okay. uh, well tax that they've got to really right. pay. So you've. Do have a pro-poor policy? You're saying to us, you do have a transformation strategy. It's just not BEE as we know it. What is your program on economic stimulus? Now we're not talking transformation. Now we're talking pushing up South Africa's growth rate above 0.7%. We're talking about a competitive global economy. We're talking about large-scale job creation. What's your plan? Immediately, immediately t- take the stranglehold of our unions on our economy. We cannot have a situation where we uh, we, we have the unions uh, controlling uh, our economy. We, as Action SA, we are unapologetic. No union will have a veto right on our economic policy. We will engage them. They have got a democratic right and constitutional right to be there, but they will never. They will never uh, have a veto right on our economic policy. We want small businesses, uh, which COSAT uh, uh, has closed down over the last uh, 20, uh, 30 years. How did they to, close to, down? They SMEs? closed it. it let me just uh, really I can take you to Harangue Industrial later where I started Black Luck Me. My goodness, it'll break your heart. I can show you pictures of that industrial area and in fact even the numbers of what was happening. People of Harangue used to walk to work. 
Pabeleki industrial area is one of the was was one of the biggest employing, if not millions, thousands of people of Amanskral and surrounding areas. Most of the big companies were working seven days a week. When I grew up in the 70s, people who worked, who, who did not work were those who did not want to, uh, to, to work. So we, these factories belong to us, people of South Africa. We, how, we want to how, really how give them to the private sector. How do you attribute the shutdown of business in an uncompetitive environment to the trade unions? To the trade union, You know, uh, fortunately enough, I've been in business uh, uh, during the apartheid days and uh, and the new South Africa. I remember having discussions with minister, the first, our first minister of uh, labor, mm. Dito Mboweni, mm. one day asked him how I engaged him when he, when he was uh, getting involved with Kwasatu and to say, mm. you are going to destroy businesses, small businesses, because they're coming out with this draconian laws which makes it difficult you know when they take you to the ccma which are run by by kosatu you as a businessman you're you're mr dubor mr mbele running a, a supermarket in in soweto someone steals from you you can't get rid of that person <laughs> so big companies it suited them because they, it helps them to destroy small businesses. Okay. What happens? Because they can afford right. uh, the best uh, uh, labor lawyers and, and okay. so forth. So for small businesses, that's a reason right. why the township economy, our uh, businesses in our communities are run by people we don't know who right. and where these okay. people so come from. So you're saying from. there's too much muscle that the trade unions have and, that's a fact. And, 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 and it needs to be reined in a little bit. But you do recognize the fundamental principle of um, union representation in the work place why workers in an environment of huge exploitation do need some protection do you do you not, well, we, do you not we, believe in that we principle? have absolutely no problem in engaging unions uh, to ensure that our people are not exploited but okay. one thing for sure is that we are not going to allow the unions to close down genuine businesses away because they don't have the resources and the capacity when they go to to courts which actually view them as enemies you know, closing them down. That's something that we will, will bring to an end. To really allow the Herman Mashaba, if I want to really work uh, for Lerato, I must be able right. to really work for Lerato. If Lerato promised to give me 5,000 rands a month right. and I work eight hours a day, government should right. not have anything right. to really do. And the day when Lerato feels that it cannot afford me any longer, Lerato should not really be forced uh, to employ me regardless. It is for that reason what happens, people, businesses have closed down because okay. of uh, uh, when you go to the right. CCMA. You, businesses are guilty. Uh, yeah. They've got to go and prove, the, prove themselves okay. innocent. Okay, so you're just saying uh, an environment that at least doesn't disempower businesses wholly in favor of the employee and vice versa. I get you. Social justice, what's your view on it? Um, some people are saying it's time to introduce a basic uh, income grant or expand the social relief and distress grant. What's your view? Well, I think uh, I was very clear uh, on Saturday that, uh, uh, you know, as an in, uh, immediate intervention measure, we need to really expand this. But what we're saying as Action SA is that because of uh, the, uh, the stim stimulating the economy over the years, we want you on an annual basis. Let's say for next year, Action SA is in government. We start with currently we've got what, 18, 19 million people on social grants. We want you to judge us how many people we, we, we reduce from dependence on, on the state.
But the people who are currently dependent on the state, we definitely need to find a way to actually increase it because once you have a commercial activity, government will collect more taxes to assist these people. But at the same time, when people are employed at Babilech Industrial Area or Tkwatwa or Mtata, they don't have to rely on 350 rands uh, from, uh, from, from government. So what we are saying as Section SA, we will, we will, we will expand it to those who are in in, in need. Okay, so you've got a pro-pro policy which says 350 is not enough. People need more than that. You can't live, live on 3,500. 3, okay. So I just want us to be clear for our listeners. So so for, for those who are in true need and distress, they need a bigger safety net. So a bigger uh, cash pay in beyond 350. But after some time, you need to see that that person is working themselves into the system. If factories are investing in their area, there must be a time where this person gets a job and no longer needs the food. It is for that reason I challenge South Africans. Uh, please, uh, we will we, as soon as we take over government, we will announce how many people are on social grants and we will maintain that. But we want South Africans to judge us every year. We must report how many people are we are taking off, off uh, the gov- uh, on that okay. safety net. So one of the reasons why uh, the South African economy is underperforming, it's ESCOM, it's logistics, we know all those big ticket stuff. But many people say it's the quality of the skills, it's the quality of the education. What's your view on the education system and how to prepare people for a modern industrial economy? Well, that's really one of the reasons uh, in the issue of education. We've got to take the stronghold of uh, SAMU uh, in the education of, of our children. No uh, union will ever have a say who becomes the, pr- the principal of the school. We as government, one department of education, we, one department of education, and we will decide with the community who's the best person to really be yeah. the, the principal of the school. But immediately, immediately bring school inspectors. We want all these people who are under 75 or so, please come back. We want you as school inspectors because we want to really make sure that we put school principals and school teachers on terms, make sure they deliver. We get committed South Africans on a daily basis. They wake up. They don't have to really make an appointment with any principal. They must just go in. I don't understand why the ANC and and, uh, government uh, is is not allowing uh, school principals. Quality, we need to invest in uh, in, uh, 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 technical training colleges so that we can produce our own technicians, electricians, uh, whatever. Part of um, the opportunity fund is to build as many as possible of uh, the The training center. We We need to... We need to, to 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 invest in teacher training colleges. We need to invest in in nursing training uh, to, to colleges. And uh, what is also very important uh, for me and for Action SA, we need to bring God back into our communities so that we can build societies. Okay. And finally, immigration a very thorny issue. Some say you've actually almost softened your stance on immigration. You want it legal, we understand, but you recognise that there are a few bureaucratic and constitutional parameters to work through. So please clarify for us what's your, what's your I've position? not softened if you listen to, you have listened to me from the 1st of December 2016 when I was addressing uh, residents of the Johannesburg giving them feedback of my 100 days I, I was unapologetic 
that uh, we are going to deal with uh, undocumented foreign nationals. And we are still on on that trajectory. It is for that reason, last week this time, I was at uh, Baitbridge Border Post because I want South Africans uh, to know that uh, this matter is going to be addressed, but it will be addressed within the uh, the legal framework. We know the pro- where the problem is, is the political will, right. is the ANC government, it's home affairs that is responsible. That's why people are taking advantage of our porous borders. Right, okay. Rafiwa, you've got something to say as we close off this conversation? Yeah, I just wanted to say I fully support uh, Mr. Herman Mashaba's uh, view on, uh, on, on, on labor relations and the unions. I run a small business where I employ about 60 staff. You know, uh, eight of my staff uh, went and committed fraud and they stole about right. 2 million rand from my business. I took a decision to dismiss them. They took me to CCMA. Yeah. I was then forced to you know, to take them back to work. I took them back to work. Eight months down the line, I lost another 1.6 million rand through the very same scheme. And this is not a simple, uh, it was not a simple, it was a very complicated fraud case, which the prosecution team needed to take care. And when you go to the Department of Labor, they tell you straight, at CCMA, they tell you, criminal matter has nothing to do with labor matter. As far as labor relation is concerned, is the procedure and everything else, and, you know, that's a big hindrance right. in, in terms of us running a business, a small right. business people. thank you so much for your intervention. Uh, you know, we've run out of time. Temba says we need more debate platforms with parties so that we can see what they can do for the country right now. Uh, Herman Mashaba sounding like a solid leader. Um, and Tabello echoing the same sentiment, saying, I think Action SA can take the country forward. These are the interventions we need. This is what people are saying. One question I've been asked to ask you from Wati Mshengu says, Mr. Mashaba, please explain your position on Israel's invasion on Palestine, very briefly. Well, I think I can only really pray for the uh, the Palestinians and uh, the, the Israelis to one day find one another and uh, find really peace. I think the issue is your foreign policy stance. If you woke up South Africa's president tomorrow, we now know what you want to do in the country. What are you going to do for the country in the world? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, every country has got its own dynamics, so you you, you can't have a uh, one-size-fits-all uh, for, for every situation. The, the complexities of, of the Middle East, they've been running for, what, over 2,000 years? Very, very complex, and for anyone to really take as a stand uh, on 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 uh, on on any of the ones they want, you are actually dividing them. And for us as Action SA, we are not going to divide uh, uh, people of Israel and Palestine. Uh, they all belong to that country, and uh, they need to really learn to live together, side by side, and coexist. Herman Mashaba, President of Action SA, behind the party line. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.